You are listening to Package Your Genius, a conversation designed to give you clarity on your calling and serve as a catalyst for your career. I'm your host, Amanda Miller Littlejohn. Welcome back to another episode of Package Your Genius. Today marks the last day of my podcast every day this month challenge. At the time of recording, it is June 30th, 2019, which means the daily podcast challenge is officially over. And I'll be honest with you, it's been really fun for me creating these podcasts every day, even though at times there has been stress getting the episodes up. But I've learned a lot about myself, about my productivity style, and about my motivation style. Like the keys to what makes me motivated to want to get something done. So I will be sharing the lessons I learned from this challenge on a future episode. But for now, I want to complete this five day series that I've been doing on the five themes that I cover in my book, Package Your Genius, Five Steps to Build Your Most Powerful Personal Brand. So we've gone through the first four themes, which are get clear on your brand, make the case, define your big ideas, and make yourself visible. The fifth and final step in that process is to sell yourself. So as before, I'm going to first read the introduction to the section from the book, and then I'm going to share some new takeaways that I've had on that specific theme. It would help if I had my book turned to the right page. Okay, here we go. Step five, sell yourself. I once had lunch with a friend who'd recently been laid off from a high profile job in media. She decided freelance PR was her next career step. She was, of course, nervous and afraid about starting out on her own, but at the same time, she was excited. She'd always wanted to do her own thing. I was personally thrilled for her. She has great work experience and will be a no-brainer hire as a staffer or consultant. I was positive that as soon as she quote-unquote put up her shingle, the offers would start rolling in. About a month later, we met up again in our same lunch spot. Her energy had changed from excitement to nervous anxiety. I could tell that she was worried and I asked her to tell me why. Well... The offers hadn't come rolling in as she expected. Freelance gigs had slowed to a trickle and she was beginning to wonder if she could really make a go of it. At what point in our conversation, she even said she'd begun to consider looking for another full-time job. I was flabbergasted. She had an amazing resume. She had great references and had even done work for celebrities. What had gone wrong. As I began to probe her, the answer became clear. While indeed she wanted clients, she hadn't told anyone. She hadn't communicated her new availability to her network. She just expected the opportunities to find her. 
In fact, most people didn't even know that she was no longer at her full-time job. For years, she'd worked in large organizations and promoted the work of her CEO. She was used to being behind the scenes, in the background, so as not to outshine the higher ups. She'd never mastered the subtle art of promoting her own work. How do you expect people to know about you if you don't tell them, I asked. As she pondered her new reality, we began to formulate her plan. She jotted down the action steps to really begin to show people what she could do and why they should hire her. She made a list of people to call for meetings and created a script for how the conversation could flow. She began to realize that what had been missing all along was a strategy to sell herself to her network. With strategy in hand, she got excited. Bursting at the seams, she wanted to skip her afternoon meeting so she could go home right away and get to work. When I checked in with her again just a week or so later, she'd made a complete 180. She had not only picked up five new clients, but now had other members of her network sending clients her way. She felt silly for having even contemplated looking for another job when her own marketing machine was right under her nose. Another time, an old colleague of my husband contacted me after she was laid off, formerly a director in a well-known national nonprofit organization. She needed help rebranding herself to get a new job. She tried a little networking. She sent her resume out to a few leads, but at that point she wasn't getting any traction. After being in her position for over eight years, her job-seeking skills were understandably rusty. I asked her to tell me about her past experiences. What was she selling to people online and in the interview? As I probed, she began to tell me all of the cool things she'd done over the course of her career. I was blown away, but for some reason, when I looked over her resume and LinkedIn profile, they didn't quite match the accomplishments she was telling me about. I could quickly see that because she wasn't telling her full story, she was, quote unquote, leaving money on the table. By leaving out key information about some of her most important career wins, she wasn't letting potential hiring managers know exactly what she was capable of. And like so many people I meet with, she wasn't selling herself. In fact, she was selling herself short. By being too modest, she wasn't claiming the full magnitude of her brilliance. She wasn't owning her leadership and strategic thinking skills. She wasn't taking credit for putting winning strategies in motion or leading her team to victory. Unfortunately, I see this all the time. So many high achievers, especially women, become desensitized to the amazing things they may have done one, three, or five years ago and forget how impressive their accomplishments are. Or they take modesty too far and fail to include the information that could potentially land them their next opportunity. As for my husband's coworker, we gave her resume and LinkedIn profile a complete overhaul. Once we pulled out her true strengths and articulated her past successes more accurately, even she was impressed. She'd actually forgotten about many of the notable things she'd done over the course of her career. And in reading her new profile, it was as if she was meeting herself for the first time. She now could definitely see what she had to offer another organization. 
and her new organization must have felt the same way as she emailed me shortly thereafter to inform me that she landed another director position in her industry. Can you relate to either one of those stories? If you're looking for better opportunities, clients for your business, or even a better paying job, you have to sell yourself. If you're not gaining traction in your career search, business, or opportunities for your personal brand, ask yourself if you may be using the quote-unquote no-sales approach like my friend or the undersell approach like my husband's colleague. Whether you're either underselling yourself or not selling yourself at all, it's time to make a shift. Ask yourself, what makes your experience, your skills, and your track record unique? Think back on the awards you've won, promotions received, and even pats on the back you've gotten. What prompted each of those individual moments of recognition. Also, let's get real. Are you being too modest? While they may seem mundane to you, your accomplishments are not. Otherwise, everyone could brag about the same. Your past accomplishments have likely been extraordinary and will be impressive to others if you know how to frame them and are willing to share. So that was the excerpt from the book. Thank you for listening. And I want to share a couple tips for how you can start to sell yourself um, if you're in the beginning phases of that process. So number one, I want you to decide what you want and write it down. On a recent episode, I talked about the power of writing things down and how Sometimes even if you're not completely dialed into a goal you've set for yourself, if you aren't thinking about it on a daily basis or setting things in motion on a weekly basis to reach that goal, if you've written it down somewhere at some point, somehow it gets in those recesses of your brain and you may find yourself subconsciously working toward it even though you're not being as intentional as you could be. So obviously the goal would be to be intentional and go after the goal every day. But at the very least, if you can figure out what you want and write it down, you are so many steps ahead of basically having no goal at all. And that's something that I see when people say, oh, I want to have a bigger brand or I want to land a bigger job or I want to raise my profile. They don't really say specifically what that means. So they haven't really quantified what it means to raise their profile or get a better job. So be specific when you're thinking about exactly what you want and write down that specific goal. Number two, after you have decided what you want, you've got to go after what you want. So if you quantify that you want four new clients next month, speak up and start letting people know what you're looking for. And maybe make a list of 10 people who potentially fit the description of the clients that would be a great fit for you and call them, right? So if you call 10 people, maybe four of them will say yes. Or if you call 30 people, maybe four of them will say yes. It depends on your network and what you're offering and who you're targeting and obviously the price point and all of that and the timing. But you definitely should set some targets that are above the range of the number you're looking to get and then go after them, like be aggressive. The third way that I want you to start selling yourself is I want you to see the opportunity. A lot of people I talk to want more. They want so much more for themselves, but they're blind to the opportunities that are in their lives already. So 
By that, I mean meetings at work where you get a chance to speak up and say something and add commentary, but you don't. Networking events where you could potentially go meet new people and introduce yourself and tell them about your business and you don't, right? Um, All types of times when we are in the presence of people who can make a difference in our lives, in our businesses, in our careers, people who are just a, a step away or a phone call away from the opportunity that we want and we don't speak up and we don't see the opportunity in our face. We may see networking events or company meetings or conference calls as a chore, right? We may see them as something that we have to do because it's on our to-do list. It's been put on our calendar. Our boss made us do it or someone told us to go or a friend invited us to this networking event, but we really don't want to go. Those chances, anytime you are in front of a group of people or you're on a call with a group of people who are in a position to help you put you on new projects or put you on a new team or promote you or refer you, those are opportunities, not things to dread. Number four, I think this is number four. I can't, I didn't really number these on my paper. I just put an arrow next to each new point. So I think this is number four. I want you to activate your next work. So talk to the people who already know you and love you and want you to win and let them know what you're up to now and how they can be helpful. So in the example I mentioned from the reading My friend totally hadn't reached out to her network to tell them that she had left her job and that she was looking for freelance work. And once she did that, once she activated them and let them know that she was independent and available, they started to send things her way. And I think a lot of people don't do that. We don't think about the people in our immediate lives or our first, second, and maybe even third degree connection to may have the power to help us. A lot of people will say, oh, well, I haven't talked to that person in a really long time. I haven't kept in touch. I feel really bad. But people aren't necessarily thinking that, oh, I haven't heard from you. They haven't reached out to you either. So don't feel bad about catching up and finding out what's new with them and then letting them know what's new with you. Just because you haven't necessarily been in touch doesn't mean that people don't want to hear from you and don't want to help you. The people who have championed us in the past typically are our best potential champions for the future if they just know how they can help us. So don't be afraid to let them know. Number five, I want you to take advantage of the spotlight. If you have speaking engagements or media opportunities built around your coaching or book like we talked about on step for making yourself visible. Once you land those speaking engagements, don't forget to tell the audience how they can engage you further, right? So if you've got a book that they can buy, don't teach them every concept from the book and then not mention that there's a book for sale on Amazon. If you have a coaching program that they can enroll in, Don't mention all of the best nuggets from the program and then fail to let them know, hey, here's a way that you can work with me if this was enticing to you or if this is a challenge that you are committed to work through. I'm here to help you and here's how we can work together. Go to my website and fill out the application or 
book a call with me or fill out this worksheet that I have here. I'm collecting signups and signatures of people who may be interested. But I see that a lot where people will share great information and they don't feel bad about teaching and sharing. They don't feel bad about giving things away, but they do feel weird about letting people know how they can take that next step and potentially pay them. So don't be that person. Take advantage of that spotlight. That's the whole point, right? Like we're, again, not getting visibility for visibility's sake. The whole point of getting the visibility is so that we can get closer to the other things that we want, make the bigger impact, grow our businesses, you know, land a new job. The last thing I want you to do when it comes to selling yourself is to be bold. So about a week ago, when I took my trip to Italy, I asked the driver who was taking me from the airport to my hotel, where was the best coffee in Rome? I love coffee. I'm a coffee lover, coffee connoisseur. And I wanted to know, even though Rome and Italy is really known for good coffee, I wanted to know where the best coffee was. And he gave me the name of a cafe that was near the Pantheon. So one day on our way to the Pantheon, we went over, took pictures, and I said, I want to go find this cafe that supposedly has the best coffee in Rome. And we went to the cafe, grabbed a table, and the waiter came out to give us a menu. And I told him, I heard that this coffee or this cafe has the best coffee in the city. And he looked me dead in my eye and he said, no, the best coffee in all of Italy. I thought that was hilarious. He was so confident. So not only was he claiming that this was the best coffee in Rome, he was claiming that it was the best coffee in the entire country of Italy, all other cities included. And I loved that confidence. He had a straight face. He didn't laugh. He was very serious about his claim around this coffee. And so I had the coffee and to be honest with you, I actually did have better while I was there, but I still took away the confidence that the waiter had in his product. And he wasn't going to say, well, you know, it's okay. It's pretty good, but I don't know if it's the best. He didn't bring a lack of confidence. He was completely sure of himself. And that gave me confidence in sitting down to place my order and enjoy my cappuccino. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to be bold. I want you to proclaim confidently that whatever you are offering is the best. And if you don't feel like it's the best, get it to be the best, work on it, or figure out what you can offer that is the very best, the very best thing that you can do that is just unparalleled in terms of what other people are doing because we all have something we do that's just amazing and other people cannot touch. So find that thing, sell that thing, and be confident in that thing because people can feel your confidence and your confidence and excitement around what you want to offer them makes them excited and confident about their own ability to get results by working with you or engaging in your product or service. So be bold. I'm going to recount those steps one more time for you. I want you to sell yourself by number one, quantifying and deciding what you want and writing it down. Number two, go after what you want. Be aggressive. Number 
three. See the opportunities that you are experiencing every day. Stop looking at meetings and conference calls as a chore. These are opportunities to let people know what you want and get in front of people with your goals. Number four, activate your network and let the people in your life know what you're up to and what you want. Number five, take advantage of the spotlight. Don't simply get in front of a lot of people and teach them, but close the deal by letting them know how they can engage with you further, how they can pay you and opt into what you're doing. And last but not least, I want you to be bold and be confident and proclaim what you do better than everybody else and say it with a straight face. Say it with your chest, as they say, as the young people say. So that's what I've got for you today on Sell Yourself. This has been an amazing opportunity for me to get in front of you with this challenge. So thanks for joining me along this journey. As I've mentioned before, the five steps that I've been sharing over the last five days are included in the book, Package Your Genius, Five Steps to Build Your Most Powerful Personal Brand. So if you found this five-step rundown helpful, go ahead and get your hands on that book and the companion workbook so you can dig deeper into this process of clarifying your genius and then sharing it with the world. We have one teeny tiny spot for maximum exposure. Starting next month, if you want to join us to get consistent media exposure for your personal brand, you have an existing business already, maybe you're already speaking, maybe you already have a book, maybe you're already coaching clients, and you just want to add a little gasoline to the fire and get in front of the media with your message, apply to join us. The website is PackageYourGeniusAcademy.com forward slash exposure just submit your application then we'll set up a call to get to know you and find out if you're a good fit for what we're doing but if that appeals to you we'd love to have you apply and see if you are right to join us thank you so much for listening to this episode of package your genius if you've been along for this 30 day daily podcast challenge even if you've binged it and listened to more than one episode a day just to get them all in thanks for joining me I would love to hear your feedback on the challenge and hear what topics you're interested in learning more about as I plan future episodes you can always find me on social media I'm on Instagram at Package Your Genius as well as Twitter at Amanda Mogul I will see you next time Thank you.